Welcome to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. For more info about Freedom Church, visit hellofreedomchurch.com. Well, good morning, everybody. It is great to see all of you here today on this wonderful spring day. I was like, can I say that word? Well, it's kind of the winter that never ends, right? But it, it, it will eventually. But anyway, God bless. It's so great to have all of you here today. Yes, good morning, everybody. It's, it's great to be here. Uh, I've missed you, but hello, Crixton, because I missed you this morning. I've been in Crixton for about the last month. And um, probably all of you know this, but if you don't, uh, as we talk about Crixton, we, we're one church, two locations, one here, one in Crixton, and we just got a new building, and the grand opening in that new building is next Sunday, so we're super thrilled, and good morning to all the online guests, and we're just really excited for what God's going to say to us this morning. Amen. We've been going through a series of sermons entitled Raising Jesus. It's really, I know, so, so much look, looking at parents, uh, but really, I believe, Mary and I talk about this, but it's not just something uh, for parents. I believe there's takeaways for all of us. And I love, Mary, thanks for being willing to share with me today. As I was going through all of this, I said, honey, would you share with me on this Sunday? And she, she willingly agreed. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I'm so glad that she did. And truth be told, she has such, she has such a great mastery of the word. In fact, in fact, there was a time and she journals. So there was a time, her journal was sitting there, and I don't know where she was, but I was like looking at that. Like. <laughs> so I opened up her journal, because that, that week, nothing was flowing when it came time for a, <laughs> preaching a sermon. And I, like, I read through her journal, and I'm like, this is amazing. This is amazing. And so I preached from her journal. Uh, points, but I didn't tell her. And so then on Sunday afterwards, we went home and she's like, were you looking at my journal? And I'm like, what? I didn't even know your journal. What are you talking about? I'm not sure what you're talking about. So anyway, this is not from her journal today. She'll speak from her heart. I'll speak from mine. But uh, again, uh, Raising Jesus, Luke chapter 2, verse 41. Uh, all of these sermons are based, next week will be the last sermon in this series, but Luke 2.41 says, speaking of Jesus and Mary and Joseph, now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he became 12, they went up there according to the custom of the feast. And as they were returning after spending the full number of days, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents were unaware of it. But they supposed him to be in the caravan when a day's journey, and they began looking for him among their relatives and acquaintances. When after they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him. Then, verse 46, then after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and, his, and at his answers. And when Mary and Joseph saw him, this is what we talked about last, last Sunday, it says they were astonished. They, they, were, they were just like in this maze, we remember from last week, of, of emotion, like, like, where have you been? You know? And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. And he said to them, why is it that you are looking for me? Did you not know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand the statements which he had made to them. 
And they went down, uh, he went down with them and came to Nazareth and he continued in subjection to them and his mother treasured all these things in her heart and Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. As I look at this passage of scripture, there's two points that Mary and I wanna share with you this morning. Number one is this, first point is this, our children are not ours. I know this is not a new thought to probably any of us here, but I just think that it's imperative as we begin this message today that we understand this, that our children are not ours. Our children are the Lord's. He has given them to us on loan. Luke 2.49, and Jesus said to them, says, Mom, Dad, why are you looking for, why, why is it that you're looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? I think what he's saying, don't you understand there's this incredible demarcation at this point with Mary and Joseph standing right there. He says to them, I had to be about my father's business. I had to be in my father's house, which I think is such really an amazing word that Jesus, a 12-year-old, speaks to them, saying, like, and we'll get into the whole, the whole part of it at the very end, as Mary's gonna share some about that, about being in subjection to them. He wasn't saying this disrespectful in any way, the very opposite, but he was saying, you know, I've gotta do what God's called me to do. And so ultimately, I think it's important that we understand that our kids, they're God's. Although we've conceived them, moms, you carried them in your womb for nine months. Uh, although as parents, you chose their name, you cared for them, you fed them, their feet sit under your table, you help bring them to school, you help pay for their education, you're gonna help pay for their, their weddings and all those things. And yet, in spite of all of those things, our children are on loan to us and we are raising them for the Lord. And I know that in, uh, we just saw it with Brent and Leah up here today, little Griffin, that what, dedication, that's what dedication is all about. This is God's child and we're dedicating him to you, God. We're gonna raise him to do our very best to raise him. But that's really, as I think about it, that's, that's the first point that I think is so imperative to know that our children are God's. Yeah, it's so interesting because we're gonna talk a little bit more about that whole thing of dedicating our children to the Lord. And so it's so great that this morning the Akris were up here doing that very thing. And uh, whether or not you did that as your children were babies or not, that's still this wonderful truth that our children belong to the Lord. And I remember many, many, many years ago dedicating our three boys to the Lord when they were each little. And uh, our boys, our youngest son just turned 30 a week ago. Last week. And then they're, so they're 30, 32, and 34 years old now. So, you know, this was a long time ago that we were up here as mom and dad with babies and little ones and dedicating them to the Lord. But even now in my life recently, there are times when I am praying and I'm crying out to God for my children or for my sons or grandchildren or, or daughters-in-law. And I have a clear picture again of when we gave and dedicated our son to the Lord. And it's such a wonderful, for me, it's an encouraging place to be because all of our children and if parents, you know, those, I apologize to you that aren't parents yet, but for all the parents here, you know that at some point in your child's life, whether they're young or old, whether they're still living at home or out of the nest, they will walk through a difficult time. They just will. That's the, the, we live in a world that's broken and fallen, and, and we all, we, you know, things without, no one's to blame, but our children at times will walk through difficult times, whether it's uh, maybe at school, in the, or maybe at the workplace, maybe in relationships they do, maybe a, just a complete out of the blue, some physical 
issue rises up, a problem that your child begins to have, things like that that we've never planned on, they will happen. But in those difficult times for me as a mom, as I've walked through hard seasons, you know, where my heart is hurting because as you know, and I know it's that way for dads too, so not to say not for dads, but as moms, ooh, there is nothing more painful than when our children hurt and struggle for me as a mom, I can say that. But in those times to know like, okay, God, my child belongs to you. Lord, you know we gave him to you. We dedicated him to you many years ago. And right now, God, you've got our son. He is in your hands. And the wonderful, beautiful thing is there is no better place that our children can be. I mean, we like to have them <laughs> here and be in control and know they're okay. But actually, the very best place our children can be in the are, is in the hands of God. There's no better place than that. And so there's so much encouragement, I feel, and hope when we can know our children, they're in God's hands. And, you know, and Pastor Jared just talked about that. He said uh, in the dedication, he said, you know, the time that Jesus was lost, Mary and Joseph didn't know where he was, but yet God knew all the time where, his, where, where Jesus was. And so maybe, I don't know, you know, I know a lot of people here, not everybody, maybe dedication, what you saw today, maybe that's a new experience, maybe that's something new to you. Uh, and so there's something so special, it's, you know, to come and to do that, but, but maybe that's, again, new. Maybe your children are, are adults and you're not going to bring, you know, your 35-year-old son up onto the, the front and dedicate him to the Lord on some Sunday. But you know what? After this service, when we're done, we're gonna, we're gonna do that, not bring him up to the front, but we're just gonna dedicate our kids to the Lord because God hears and he's gonna respond to that. So point number one is our children belong to the Lord. Number two is this, <clears throat> that is that God has a specific plan for our children. Jesus' words to Mary and Joseph, he says, why is it that you're looking for me? I mean, it sounds like he's surprised. Like, why are, you, why are you looking for me? Did you not know I had to be in my father's house? Another translation says, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? I had to do what, 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 what my heavenly father was calling me to. I mean, I mean, mom and dad, don't you understand that there's this thing inside of me that I have to be obedient to? The voice of the Father has spoken. My heavenly Father has spoken to me. And so I, I, I just, I had to do what God's calling me to do. Isn't that awesome? And yet, as we get to it a little bit later, Mary and Joseph, it says that they didn't understand it. They're so worried and so concerned. And, and Jesus is like, didn't you know? I mean, like, why are you looking for, you knew I was gonna be here. Jesus' words reveal such divine purpose and such divine intent. I'm doing what God's called me to do. And Jesus is like, I'm not trying to be insensitive to you to mom and dad. I'm not trying to be oblivious to your feelings at all. That's not the purpose. But, but I just, there was something inside of me. I had to do what, what my heavenly father called me to. And so here's the point. Our children are not ours and that God has a plan for them. And as mom and dad, the best thing that we can do is to love them and to help them to pursue God's purpose and a plan for their life. Yes. That's basic, but that's really 
good stuff. <laughs> I, I can get really excited about that, thinking about that. I mean, like, we have in our home these little kids, and like, like what's God's purpose and plan? I mean, like, what's he gonna do with them? He's placed them in our homes to say, I wanna help to encourage them and to bless them to be all that God would have them to be. And so, if our children are not ours, <clears throat> and a God has a specific plan, for, specific plan for our children, then we, the, the greatest thing that we can do is raise our children to love God, to love the Lord, that they would begin to know this is the voice of the Father. Amen. Yes, amen, honey. And I remember, you know, when we were raising our three boys, uh, I don't know if any of you moms are like this, but like, there was a part of me, I thought about all that, and like, Lord, what do you have for each of these boys? They're so different, they're very unique. They have, boy, our three sons, if you know them, they are so different from each other, and each of them, so wonderful. And uh, so, just a funny story. So our middle son, oh, Dan, he is just like, Dan was a very determined little guy. <laughs> and, uh, but it, it turned out to be a very good thing. And um, he, he was very meticulous. He knew exactly what he wanted to get done, and he did it. I mean, I remember we homeschooled for quite a few years, not all of our boys' years, but quite a few. He would be up in the morning. He'd know exactly every hour what he was doing, and he was going to get done because he was going to go golfing because he had a plan, <laughs> and he was going to do it. <laughs> and Dan, uh, he had this ability to, like, sort of see what needed to be done. He just knew, even as a little boy, we'd have to tell him as a third grader when he was out playing basketball with the fourth grade boys, and he's telling everybody what to do. Nathan be like, Dan, you are not the coach. You cannot tell your teammates what to do. But that was Dan. Like, he just saw what needed to happen. He was organized. He had goals. And, and then this other side of him, he loved children. Oh, man, it was so sweet to see this little, like, eight, nine, ten-year-old boy that just loved little children and would interact with them, and he wanted to help them. And so, you know, me as a mom, I'm thinking, oh, I wonder, God, what do you have for our son, you know? Maybe he's going to be a doctor because he's so, like, I mean, he's going to accomplish what he sets out to do. Maybe he's going to be a pediatrician. You know, he loves children. So, so our son, he's 32, Dan. He lives in the cities. He has a wonderful wife, three little ones. He is a businessman <laughs> and works in finances and does an amazing job and feels called. He feels called to help people in their finances to honor God and to prepare for the future. But he's not a pediatrician. He's not a pediatrician, <laughs> no. I had it all wrong. <laughs> so I just tell that silly story to say, you know, as parents, I've learned the big thing. The big thing isn't so much the occupation our children choose. The big thing is that they love God, that they grow up and they know God and they love God and they use their gifts to serve people. Amen, amen, amen. You know, we can feel kind of pressure sometime, you know, in that or wanting to help them. And I remember a friend of mine, it was, it was sad, it was a good friend of mine, and his father was a very accomplished basketball coach. I mean, state tournaments in his history and this. And, and my friend that grew up in that home had all these expectations to be this great basketball player, but that wasn't within him. I mean, it just wasn't within him. He was very, very musical, incredibly musical. And I remember one time, it was a sad thing, he said to me, he said, I, I felt like I never, I never was able to really live up to all my dad's expectations. And I think, and yet he loved the Lord, I mean, like, deeply and dearly. 
but to live with that. And I think we just said something as dads and, and as moms, we have to be careful to encourage them in their relationship with the Lord. And as Mary said, that's, that's more important than, than the vocation or occupation that they choose. Yes, and this morning, Nathan and I really want to take this a step further. You know, we're talking to parents right now about children, but just to every person in this room, a lot of you are not parents, never will be, some of you, but this, this principle that you belong to the Lord right. and that God has put specific gifts in you, that is a word for you today. That is, that is who you are. God chose you. You are his child. You belong to him. And he has specific gifts and callings on your life. I love what Jeremiah 29, 11 says. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And in Psalms 139, these, oh, this is, if you have time, you should just read this Psalms. It is so beautiful. Uh, this is David. And I'm going to just look it up here in my Bible. But this is David kind of just crying out and praying to God. And he says, God, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And I'm just stop there for a moment and think about that, that you were knit together in your mother's womb. God saw you clear back then. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. I mean, this is talking early conception that God saw you even back then. God saw you and all the days for you, all the days for me were, or, were written in your book before one of them came to be. Amen. Amen. And that is how the Lord sees you today, that you are his. You are his daughters. You are his sons. He's put giftings and callings in you. And um, sometimes fears and self-doubts or other things that have happened in our life cause it to shrink back and pull back from that. Possibly you grew up, maybe you felt compared to a sibling and they just were in the limelight a lot more than you or their gifts seemed to be celebrated and maybe yours were not so much. Uh, that isn't how God sees you at all. <laughs> that is not the way the Lord sees you. Maybe you've even at times people have misunderstood you in the area, in the very area of your calling, or even criticized you in that area. And what that does, it kind of it plants these seeds of rejection in us. Uh, we feel intimidated. We don't want to step out now because, we, you know, rejection doesn't feel good. But I want to tell you a story, and this is a story of many, many, many people, maybe most of the people in the Bible that God used they went through these very, these very same journeys of not everybody accepting them or they themselves afraid to step out. I think of King David, and we know like he was truly one of the greatest kings in all of history. And if you look all the way back to when David was just a shepherd boy, he was out in the fields as a boy and a teenager just watching over the sheep for his dad. But when God looked at David and he was just this shepherd boy, we all know this. God saw him as a king. Right. He's like, there, there is the future king of Israel. Yeah. 
there's a young man who's a man after my heart. But David's own father, Jesse, did not see that. He completely overlooked David, his son. In fact, so there was a man, a prophet named Nathan. He was kind of the spokesman for God to the nation of Israel. And, and God said to the prophet Nathan, go to the household of Jesse, have Jesse get all his sons, gather them together, because I want you to anoint one of them as king over Israel. And so uh, Nathan, the prophet, went there. He told Jesse this. Jesse gathered all his sons. He said, gather all your sons. Jesse gathered all his sons, but one. I mean, you, you think about that. <laughs> Man, that had to be painful. I would think David knew something was going on, and he was just the one lonely son left out in the field to watch over the sheep, but all the other sons were called. And even Nathan the prophet, the man of God, at first looked at these, these men and they said, wow, these older sons, they're tall, they're handsome, that must be the future king. And God said, no, that is not. And he went through all the sons and finally he's like, do you, do you not have another son? Oh yeah, David, he's out in the field. And I say that story to say this, that just because someone has overlooked you. Do not stay in that box. God saw him as a king. God, and he was anointed by the prophet Nathan, and he did eventually become the king. And so don't shrink back from what the Lord has called you to do because of anything in your life that would undermine God's calling or giftings in you. Uh, there's one other element we're going to talk about in all of this as far as like walking in our callings, walking in our giftings. And, and that is this, that as you know in your heart the truth, okay, the truth is God has a call for me, on me. I am his beloved chosen, sought after son or daughter. There's also an element of wisdom of when to step out into what God's calling you. And that's what Nathan's been referring to. We want to just finish up with this thought, uh, you, you think about Jesus, 12 years old, in the temple, and his parents misunderstood him. And so if we could just put those verses back up on the screen, please, Luke chapter 2, and we're going to be looking at verse 49, 50, and 51, if, you, if it's possible to get to that. But in 49, Jesus says to his parents, why were you searching for me? Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? He genuinely, genuinely thought his parents would know where he was. But they did not understand what the parents, Mary and Joseph, mom and dad, did not understand what Jesus was saying to them. So even Jesus experienced this, that his mom and dad did not understand the calling that he felt on his heart. Sometimes even our family, I mean, as Jesus grew up, it was his family that was, they were actually kind of offended at him, like, who do you think you are? And it was his hometown that rejected him and his ministry. And, uh, but then I want us to look at the next verse in verse 51. So Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph, didn't understand when what was his response. It says, then he, Jesus, went down to Nazareth with them, with his parents, and was obedient to them. And so, you know, 
Do we know that at 12 years of old that Jesus fully understood who he was, that he was the Messiah? I don't know. But we know that he had this calling. I've got to be in my father's house and end my father's business. But in that, he still honored his parents. And so there's, there's this other element of having wisdom and knowing the season and knowing when is the timing that God is saying to, to do whatever he's calling you to do. And one thing that I know this, and I want to speak to young people today, I know this, that God is saying, I want you to honor your mom and dad. I want you to honor your mom and dad they have been put in authority in your life. And sometimes, you know, we don't feel like our mom and dad understand us. We maybe feel misunderstood and we don't understand the decisions they're making or the things they're telling us to do or not to do. But when you submit to them and you obey them and you listen to them and you show them the honor and respect of coming under their authority, God will bless you. God will bless you. And there will be the time to step into what God and Nathan's going to talk about. There will be the time to step into what the Lord is calling you. But as young people, I, I just say this, that God blesses us when we honor our parents, even if they don't understand fully what God is doing in us. Yeah, because I don't know that mom and dad, they don't always understand uh, they don't always understand what God's speaking to you for you young adults uh, or maybe, you know, even that are middle-aged and mom and dad may not understand. But even in then, I love, this is such a great verse, but Jesus lived in subjection to them. Another, he really honored them. That, that's amazing. That's a sign of really deep spirituality, I believe, and of maturity. And so, so even as adults, even as growing children, with, and we have our own kids, we can still really be honoring. I think it's so important that God will honor us as we're, as we're, as we're honoring to mom and dad. That doesn't mean that you know, we, have to, we have to pursue the way God's called us to go as adults. And sometimes mom and dad may not understand or agree with that, but we still have to... Have to honor what, what, what they say and, and really or just to honor them as, as, as a mom and dad. I think that's something so really important. And so what I want to do is we just kind of wrap up today. If the band, Josiah and the band, want to just come back to the front and uh, we want to pray about a couple different things today. We just really want to pray about just dedicating our children to the Lord. We talked about that already. I think that's such an important and significant thing. And then Mary's going to just take some time just to pray about how can we encourage other people in their giftings. And so I want us to do this. If we could just bow our heads today as the band begins to play. And today I want you just to imagine, imagine your children and just place them in, in, in your hands and kids and grandkids. And Father, in Jesus' name, today we take our children and our grandchildren, Lord. We've seen, Lord, the public expression of dedication, Lord. But today we take our children, Lord, they're yours. Lord, we just fully acknowledge they are not ours to do with as we wish and please. But God, they're yours, Lord. They've been given to us on loan. We're raising them for you, Lord. Ultimately, Father, their birth is just such a, an incredible miracle. And so, Lord, today we bless them, Lord. We want them Lord, to, to, to be all that you would have them to be. And so we dedicate them to your honor and to your glory in Jesus' name. Father, we just know that you, that you see them, God, that you know them. And Lord, you've created them. Lord, help us to be as a mom and dad. Help us to be an encouragement in the, in the path that you're calling them to, to, to pursue. 
not to be a hindrance or a hurdle, Lord, but rather just an encouragement in all of that, oh God. And Lord, if perhaps today our children, some may be lost, some may be floundering, some may be just like meandering and just kind of nomadic from, from job to job, from thing to thing, just not really knowing, not really having that purpose. Father, that focus, I pray that today, God, that, that, Lord, that you would lay, Lord, as we just come to you in prayer and continue to come to you in prayer for them, Lord, that you would direct them, oh God. Lord, maybe today there are those, God, those children that are going through such difficulties in their marriage or difficulties in their health or maybe difficulties of an addiction. Lord, maybe there's a lot of great animosity between us as parents and children, oh God. Lord, I don't, I don't know what the situation, maybe there's a grandchild, Lord, that's struggling so much. Today, God, we just give them to you in the name of Jesus, God. Father, we're asking that you would intervene on their behalf in Jesus' name, that you'd gather them to yourself and that you would, Lord, work in their hearts in the name of Jesus as only you can. Father, we're so thankful for that and the assurance that we have that ultimately, Lord, you are the great, heavenly, eternal Father, wonderful Father, in Jesus' name. And so we give them to you today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I know over these last, this last week, Mary and I have talked often about this, and almost every time we've talked, Mary's always just brought this to my attention. She said, honey, we really need to pray about, you want to just share that as well today? I think, I think we should pray about that. Just, you know, we're going to pray over all of us and just our calling and what God's been doing in us and that we'll walk out in confidence in what the Lord is speaking. But I just also believe this, that everybody here, everybody in this room, everybody in Crookston, everybody listening online, there are people in our lives that we can speak into them. We can encourage them in their calling. A brother, a sister, a friend, you know, a co-worker. We can encourage each other. It doesn't have to just be parents to children, but we're all called to do that, to encourage each other. And so I want to pray over that, that all of us would just really begin to be voices of encouragement to those around us. And, and, and when we see gifts in other people, that we would just like speak it out and encourage them in it to pursue what the Lord is doing in them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for today. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for all of my brothers and sisters and all of, Lord, the people, Lord, that are listening online and at Crookston this morning. Father, may we, may we first of all begin to just walk in the callings and the giftings you put in us in confidence, Lord, in humility, but in confidence, knowing, God, it is you that's put that in us, Lord. And Father, I also ask that we would begin to speak out encouraging words to people around us, Lord, that we would see things in them and that we would call it out, Lord, in them. We would speak over our friends or our brothers or sisters, Lord, co-workers, Lord, things that we see God doing in them, gifts that are in them, Lord. I just pray that we would be a voice, Lord. Lord, that would raise people up into what God is wanting to do through them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Can we stand together? Josiah, can you just lead us in the, in the course, Waymaker, maybe at that bridge, and then we'll go into that. And I want us just to pray uh, as we just give our, our lives to the Lord, our callings to the Lord. Every one of you has such a unique calling and, and, and a gift today that God wants to use. But I want you to know something today. This is important. It's not about us. Our calling is not about us. 
our calling and, and, and the thing that God calls us to is because you will reach people that nobody else will reach. It's always about extending the kingdom of God. As farmers, you are gonna reach people that, you know what, that, that, that myself, Pastor Joel and Crookston, Pastor Jared here, Mariah, wherever it may be, that we'll never be able to reach. As a doctor, as a nurse, as a teacher, as a financial consultant, whatever your role is, you will touch people that nobody else can. And the only way that that, that happens is we say, God, here I am, God, use me. Maybe you're a small business owner. Maybe, maybe you're, you know, I don't know, a professional athlete. I don't know what you may be is who's watching today. But whatever you have, you give that to the Lord so that you can impact and so that the kingdom of heaven can be furthered. And so as we sing this song, let's just let's offer our lives up to the Lord just in prayer today and in submission to him. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To stay connected with us, visit us on our website or check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hello Freedom Church. Have a great week.